2: Welcome to Turnbuckles, I'm John Reinman, and my dad saw the bushwhackers at the airport reading the Wall Street Journal.
0: I'm Tommy Rico, and I mistakenly told Mean Gene Okerland to get the F out of here, and I didn't mean Federation.
1: I'm Julie Hardy, and I'm sick. It's time for the Raw Recap.
2: Raw Recap. Well, as you heard at the beginning, everybody, uh, where we're, uh, Julie's playing through pain today, uh, Julie is, uh, is uh, well, there is no sick. As someone, uh, someone likes to say. So, um, playing through pain, as I said, and Julie will be uh, joining us uh, when we go over WrestleMania. Um, but I am here with Tommy Rico. Tommy, how you doing?
0: I am doing very well. We had a very eventful weekend. I feel like um, last night's Raw was the turkey sandwich after Thanksgiving. So it it was good, uh, not great, not as good as Thanksgiving, but still pretty good.
2: Okay. So is that like a new Meltzer rating? Like this one got like yes. three turkey sandwiches out of four turkey sandwiches?
0: I'd say a single turkey sandwich, but with stuffing and cranberry.
2: What's a uh, yeah. So Dave Meltzer's this wrestling reviewer for people. We have a lot of people uh, joining uh, this podcast. They're just getting back into wrestling. Their kids are getting into wrestling. Uh, so, you know, to for those unfamiliar, Dave Meltzer is a um, well reviewer. We can say that much and just kind of reviews all the matches. And so maybe that's our thing. We give them turkey sandwiches. There you go. Okay. He's, by the way,
0: Dave Meltzer has been doing this since we were babies. Like he was, he has literally been
2: doing the Wrestling Observer oh, he, newsletter right. it since will, it
0: was an actual print newsletter he,
2: in the 80s. He reviewed my birth. He gave it uh, two, <laughs> he gave it two and a half and uh, only because it was in Beverly said if it was in Boston, three and a half. If, um, the, if it
0: was in the Tokyum. Tokyo Dome, it would have been five stars.
2: Went a lot, went went, went really quick. Something must have gone wrong. Um, there must have been a botched finish. That's probably why they have a daughter. That's what he said. Um, so um, let's talk first. We have uh, the big story in wrestling. So this is if you're, if you're just getting back into this, y'all remember Dusty Rhodes, right? Does everyone remember the WWE superstar, Hall of Famer, legend? Everyone knows Dusty Rhodes. You know, if you're a WWF fan from the 80s and 90s, uh, he was the guy that was in uh, yellow and black polka dots, right? And then Unf- for some reason, unfortunately, were... so yeah. And then for some reason, and then like it was, I guess they say maybe it was a rib. But it, I is, but see, this is the interesting thing, is that everybody that like you know, everyone that has a podcast, we're one of. Uh, I'm I'm told there's at least seven other wrestling podcasts, and but a lot of them are. People that were in the business, they've done a hell of a lot more. They know a hell of a lot more. But like, Tom, you and I were like the fans at the time when Dusty Rhodes was in there. So they had this idea that like, oh, we're going to prank Dusty Rhodes and put him in yellow and black polka dots. Ha ha ha. But as a kid, I was like, oh, man, that's that looks pretty like amazing. Right. I mean, we're all wearing like wild pants and like all that other nonsense. I mean, it definitely set him apart. And if
0: you didn't have that same dogma uh, of having watched every federation all over the country and you didn't know as much about Dusty Rhodes, he did not have a typical uh, wrestler physique, especially at the time where everybody was looking like a bodybuilder. He definitely did not. And that was a different presentation. And it always worked for him.
2: And then if you need any like (laughs) other than the fact that they were cutting each other open, Uh, when that wasn't clear, when, when he would, when Dusty would make Ric Flair bleed and then Ric Flair would make Dusty bleed, uh, Jim Crockett said, you know, I don't think that's clear enough. And he made Dusty wear a Celtics jacket and Ric Flair wear a Lakers jacket. And then people were like, oh, I don't think they like each other.
0: (laughs) that's one of my favorite Instagrams ever. I got to, I found a photo of Dusty in that Celtics jacket,
2: dude. Uh, I think Dustin liked a tweet that like, I think years ago. Like, I tweeted that out, and then all of a sudden I was like, why is everybody, I was like, you know, I think it was uh, Dustin, Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes, by the way, Sir, surnames, pal. Dustin Rhodes. Well, sorry, Goldust. Ring yes. name. Ring name's chief. Exactly. Um, so, anyway, uh, Raw kicks off last night. Cody Cody Rhodes, Dusty, son of Dusty, son of the plumber, son of, actually, son of a son of a plumber, right? Yes. My favorite Jimmy Buffett song. Anyway, he comes out and um D- cody has just come back to the wwe after so he cody left wwe tom and you would say on, on bad terms right fairly not or not bad terms but like he felt unfulfilled is that fair to say
0: i mean i think it was more bad terms as far as like the fan perspective yeah but i don't i mean i think cody's a businessman sure. I, he definitely he obviously didn't burn the bridge down because he's back no but in, i think in he fact, left for for a specific reason he was his he felt his his character was going nowhere and he had to do something to reinvent himself. And, you know, I maybe he saw like guys like Drew McIntyre leaving and coming yes. back as top guys. There was, a, there was a very specific reason he did it. And he, he employed both himself uh, and his wife at uh, AEW, the other company. And they all had a really little wrestling run there where he got uh, to play a, a totally new character.
2: Yeah. All Elite Wrestling that uh, they're on uh, Wednesday nights on TBS, 8 p.m. And they're also on Friday nights on TNT, 10 p.m. So that's, that's all Rampage. Elite, all Elite Wrestling, Dynamite Wednesdays, Rampage on Fridays. And uh, no, like, and so for my short time in the offices, in the offices, and we'll get to that more later, believe me. Uh, but um, no, there was nothing. Uh, I never heard a negative word really about Cody. And uh, in fact, a couple of times uh, Mr. McMahon spoke fondly of him. So it kind of makes, it kind of feels good. It's a feel good moment, but so, well, he, and they loved it. They loved his dad. Everyone loved yes. dusty.
1: No and, matter,
0: no matter how difficult he was to work with at times, because he had very specific ideas. of well, you know what he felt? Well, just again, j- this is just reporting. This is just things I've so read. Just here saying but called, he,
2: but you're just making things up.
0: Yeah, yeah, rumor and innuendo. Uh, it, hey, but don't, don't go stealing You could definitely things. see, like, Dusty had an idea of what he loved from the business, and I think that it was progressive. Yes, and I think I think he was always forward leaning. I don't think it always worked because nobody's ideas all work. I mean, we've all heard half of my jokes on this podcast, and I got about a fifty percent land rate. So sure we you do. all we all make creative mistakes, but I think that Dusty dusty was dogged in his pursuit of what he wanted to see on screen and i think that sometimes that can clash with upper management i've been there yeah so.
2: <laughs> 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 to some degree we've all been there yes um yeah same here um well, you didn't I've, have to take that well bait. i've, I've been I've, I've been there um but um might still be there but um we, um, yeah, I think that uh, Cody goes over to AEW and he's one of the founders of AEW and builds that company up. Helps uh, Tony Khan. Uh, if, if you don't ch- check out last week's episode, the Tony Awards. Uh, Tony's a Tom, I'd say, a lively individual on social media.
0: I and, think that's uh,
2: uh, that's underselling it, but yeah, <laughs> sure. And um, was noticeably kind of quiet. Um, I guess so. Maybe this means something, but. Uh, Cody was, uh, I think, believe one of the first names announced in AEW. It uh, was an executive there, and well, and
0: and important to note, he was a top guy, but he did not put himself over like a top guy. He came in as an executive vice president. He had a lot of swing, and what's the first thing that he did? He basically lost a match where he was not allowed to compete for the top title ever again. What other top guy is going to do that? I mean, he actually sacrificed himself to allow other guys to go over him. And I don't maybe down the road. That was something I don't know. It seems like that kind of bothered him. And that was a reason why he jumped ship, because now he, he definitely wants to chase for the top title. But it's very rare that a guy in his position would take that stance and go, you know what? Let's let's get everybody else over. I'm I'm
2: fine. I'm where I'm at. And, and we're cool. Um, so Cody I, I, come- I think
0: that's tremendous.
2: Cody comes back. I believe it's been six years, right? Uh, Cody, Mm -hmm. Cody comes. uh, (laughs) It's also very interesting uh, when you look at WWE, the way they word this, um, when they talk about they're like, Cody left for other opportunities. (laughs) I mean, that's just incorrect. No, it's not like, I just love that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like like he was going to be of, managing a, an Enterprise yeah. Rent-A-Car. It's sort of like every country has, like, that five years of history that's just not in the book for some reason. What what happened here? Uh, uh, don't worry. not <laughs> <That's> important. Uh, <laughs> lots, lots of... of the, winner, the winners <laughs> get
0: to tell the story, and sure. WWE won this one.
2: They did, and that was a cool thing, is that, yeah, he, uh, Cody basically... You know what? A good analogy for this would be, like, it, it was kind of like a romantic... It's kind of like a romance movie, right? Where it's like Cody breaks up with the girl and uh, or the girl breaks up with the guy, whatever. And then you go and you, you're somewhere else and you kind of find yourself. And then uh, when that person uh, is like, man, I don't know about you. Uh, you run into the old flame and they're like, man, you've grown. And then it's like a wonderful reunion. So he, it's a big Bruce Springsteen song is what. Well, and
0: there's, there's one interesting off. wrinkle that in, in terms of identity So when he was with AEW, he did not have the copyright to his own kayfabe name, which is Cody Rhodes. Cody couldn't use the Cody Rhodes name. So he was introduced literally as the American nightmare Cody. No last name for a while. (laughs) And then so he had a legal battle over getting his his rightful name back, his dad's uh, kayfabe name. And so he finally won that legal battle got to call himself Cody Rhodes and then immediately left for WWE. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't even six months. He got his name back and bounced. But again, he, uh, he's a bright guy yeah. for allowing he, basically the entire character that he created in, in uh, AEW. He brought it with him like whole cloth to WWE because he owned all that intellectual property. And that had to have been written in a contract somewhere. Do we think so he that was, was a
2: genius move? Do we think he rolled with the punches or was he the, the monorail builder in Springfield here? Oh, I think he rolled with the punches. Okay. So yeah. Cody cuts promo last night, uh, cutting a promo in wrestling. He means that uh, you come out, you talk to the fans, um, and you, and you put, get yourself over, you get your ideas over and it was very emotional and very moving and, and paid tribute uh, to Dusty Rhodes and then uh, is interrupted by uh, Seth Rollins. And. Um, um, well, first of all, uh, I, all I can say about Seth Rollins is he made his entrance in a blazer that I guess he borrowed from the mom and everybody loves Raymond. Uh, Tom he used to be, this is the thing about Seth Rollins is like just these suits are just and i'll say that like i can i'm starting to kind of like it (laughs) like i kind of like it because it's like it's interesting it's like what's it gonna be this time um well this weekend
0: was a real like i had to really you know i had to eat some crow this weekend because i have nothing negative to say about seth rollins uh logan paul (laughs) I there, these are things I did not expect to come into this show with today. Um I will tell you this about Seth Rollins. Well, uh, as much as I don't get what he's doing character-wise, the my two favorite matches of the last 12 months of wrestling were him versus Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble yes. and him versus Cody at WrestleMania. No, there's not have a better match than those two guys had at WrestleMania with no build with zero build between characters. It was absolutely astounding. And I loved every second of it. The, the Seth character, I, the outfits are fine. They're creative. Uh, It's what he wants to do. It definitely sets him apart. Uh, The music to me is always weird. It it sounds like they're playing seven different songs at the same time, but it's over with the crowd. They love singing along. Yeah. It's guitar center on a
2: Saturday.
1: Yeah.
0: And the laughter is, I mean, it okay, is but, what it is, well, but I, I liked the handshake. I, I really liked the handshake. He didn't ruin yes. the segment.
2: I want to, I want to go back to the, but cause I got to go back to the suit. I like the pink suit. I like a pink suit. Uh, I don't It's know. a
0: Nantucket thing.
2: <laughs> sure. It's an Nantucket thing. Well, I mean, it's like, you, you told me like, when you have a kid, you're going to change in the instant. And I was like, whatever. And I have a daughter and I was like, I'll fight everybody. And so like, I defend the pink suit. Good. I like that thing. Uh, I probably wouldn't roll around in the sparkle section of a Hobby Lobby in it like it looked like <laughs> Seth did. So here's my question. This is a real thing. Tommy Rico, you know fashion. You used to be a a suit salesman. Am I correct? This is correct. Okay, I so, so I'm going to be just uh, a normal custom guy. Made
0: suits from Italy, like I'm, two and $3,000 suits. For so I'm just going
2: to be a normal guy right here, and I'm not Seth Rollins because I'm you know, six, six weeks out from being sick and I can't blow my throat out again uh, with that laugh. Um, we already have one person sick. So I'm just gonna be a normal guy. I come into your store and you got you have that suit. And uh, if 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 you don't sell it that day, oh, my goodness. But the commission's sky high. I'm I'm coming in. You be you. And you try to sell me that pink suit with a whole lot of uh, my little pony glitter on it. OK, you ready to go?
0: Look, do you want to be on the cutting edge of fashion or do you want to be wearing target clothing? You do not want to wear the target clothing. You want to have your hem all the way almost up to your knee. Yeah, because that's that's definitely in no socks, sir. No socks. In fact, you will you will spend less money on socks so you can spend twice as much on this pink suit with sparkles and Muppet hair on it. And you will love it because it casts a silhouette. Is it real Muppet hair? You stand out. You stand out. You will look different from everyone and uh, seth rollins does look different from everyone um okay well I, I, i'll
2: take that suit thank you very yeah. much uh can you have it done uh by friday in time for a wake no anyway. absolutely not oh no. sorry about that we'll,
0: we'll we'll have that we'll get that to you by uh september
2: yeah i backed over a unicorn it's all my fault all right moving on <laughs> I mean, to the at, next the, at the
0: very least he does cut <laughs> his suits in a fashionable way so i will say that there he, you go he's this is the only the right place hem.
2: Put yeah. that in the reviews, everybody. This is the only place where you're going to hear about how they cut their suits in wrestling,
0: right? There's th- I don't think there's a single wrestler that can buy off the rack.
2: Uh, well, Paul Heyman actually tweets out uh, every week where everything's from. So I think oh, that's cool. pretty cool. I want to do that someday. I want to be like, you know, cargo shorts, Walmart, tuxedo t-shirt, Spencer Gifts. Um, but wouldn't be as good as Paul.
0: Uh, Joggers, bird
2: dogs. Hey, don't, don't yep. jump the sponsors. They're coming up and uh, they're helping us out. Uh, I got a lot to say. I can't wait till that read, but we're oh, going yeah. on to, uh, we have another, is it a, was this an official KO show or is this just Kevin Owens cutting a promo? I think it's just Kevin Owens cutting
0: a promo. Yeah, because I didn't least, see any easels.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't see the construction workers setting up those two cardboard cutouts that indicate it's a television set. <sighs> anyway, um, remember what happened? What happened to that, by the way? That's one thing that like I was thinking about the other day. I get it. Like it's look, man, it's life. It's live TV. You don't have time to be messing around. You have quick commercials and everything, but don't you kind of miss the old days when the interview segments were done? (laughs) Remember like you had a funeral parlor, you had the brother love show, you had uh, the barber shop. Do you miss like those sets? Those actual sets that would be like, come with us into these, this building here in the arena where we're gonna hear that this wrestler still doesn't like the other one.
0: Yeah, I miss him. And, and miss the funny thing is, most of those sets were all probably the same set that was also <laughs> the set that they used for. Remember, they had a heel locker room and a baby face locker room? <laughs> My favorite thing. And they about were just that. both
2: sides of the same set. <laughs> they just turned hey, it around. As someone, as someone Julian, I would know, you gotta, gotta use every part of the Buffalo. Well, and um, one of them
0: had a payphone.
2: That's true. That was the thing, is that uh, the locker room, my favorite thing was that the lockers were, were, it was like they're in the locker room. The lockers were smaller than my locker from high school. And so it was just like, this is the wrestler's locker room. Yes, this is where they keep their hairbrushes and wallets.
0: (laughs) They keep their socks.
2: Yes. Anyway, (laughs) what would Kevin Owens, uh, what would his set be? Instead of just two easels and... Uh, two cardboard things that you make for someone 's thirtieth birthday or whatever
0: I think like the front lobby of a Coles maybe I like that,
2: and that's yeah. why I like Kevin Owens because I can relate to Kevin owens and uh, Kevin com- Owens is out man yeah he's he's a good dude, and um Kevin Owens is out, and uh man we'll t- we'll get to that in a sec what, with him and uh him being Kevin and Steve Austin, but Kevin Owens is out and talking, and then Kevin Owens is interrupted a gentleman named um. Ezekiel. Now, I have to say, not, you know, maybe you're not supposed to precondition yourself. Um, You know, you're not supposed to uh, judge. Never seen. uh, It was an interesting Ezekiel. I mean, he looked like... um... He looked like a
0: wrestler that just stepped off the screen from Velocity in like two thousand and four.
2: Well, it's because it was actually a lot. Well, it's Elias's younger brother. Yes, Ezekiel.
0: Well, you know they're different because Ezekiel does not have a beard. Elias has a beard. That's true. Ezekiel does not have chest hair. Here's my Elias question: Elias has chest hair. If
2: I shave and my beard, if I shave my beard, can I just go back to work in Stanford? Just walk I mean, in.
0: You can try as long as you're well-dressed, sir. I'm sure some you sure need to get like one of those too. suits.
2: If I, if I shave my beard, can I just go to 30 Rock and be like, oh, here's four pages of jokes. We'll, do, we'll, we'll roll. Um, I mean, they need those four pages. So sure. Why not? It's I might shave my beard and try out for the basketball team at my high school. <laughs> and see what. <laughs> that's all you need to do, I guess. Um, you may be the tallest guy. You know that. Uh, um. That's a thing. That is an interesting thing. Um, Vince McMahon, I guess, shaves four times a day. He has like an electric razor. And uh, because he doesn't want the beard to win. But I think by shaving, you're letting the beard win. You're you're having to pay for the resources you need to get rid of your beard. So you're spending Uh, your your bright you're paying. You have a beard on the payroll. I think the beard's he loves, winning.
0: he loves the fight, man. That's what it is. He just he loves the fight. He has to saying. fight against everything all day, including his own hair follicles.
2: I'm just saying, I have a beard uh because you have in every wrestling podcast, if you look at the, the requirements, there has to be a, a white guy with a beard. And um, and you know, so I have a beard, but it's mainly because my daughter, she likes my beard. And she's we made a deal that I can't shave it till she turns seven. Uh, but I think of Vince McMahon, and uh, I'm just like Think of all the time because Vince values time all the time. Vince could could save if he just had a beard. You know, I suppose. But then,
0: I mean, he's he's a super fashionable guy. So then he'd need like beard oil and like he'd need to manicure. It's too much. It's it's just easier to just Norelco it all
2: off. Could never afford that. Or Dollar Uh, Shave Glove or whatever he uses.
0: So straight. I pictured I picture Vince using a straight razor like a Sweeney Todd just like with no shaving cream, just like you're not going to win beard.
2: <laughs> Paul Heyman has said that was a story he he, t- he would tell quite often Was as like, I can't let it win. That was the quote.
0: As, uh, you, there is a possibility that he's been shaving like that for so long that if he didn't shave for a full day, that he might have a full beard and like it would just take over his office. Just I just think that'd desk. be
2: great. That'd be a great April Fool's prank
0: maybe so. he's a werewolf and we had no idea all this time you he's know
2: something <laughs> when does he work out what time of day three in the morning hmm. he wasn't Sounds werewolfy to, to pe- me yeah i was gonna say you don't really see him much during the day hmm anyway that's a theory um but you know who we did finally see veer veer showed up we did veer is coming I-
0: yeah i mean uh, the the and by the way how up the jokes were not making that
2: dirty on the internet i kept no, waiting for all. people to make that dirty and they didn't they were they were so that was nice maturity what do you I think mean, of Veer? To,
0: your... to be fair all of the file photos of veer mahan all have a face that is uh worthy of those jokes so they like they didn't hey they come obviously on. didn't help themselves well what did you uh, think of
2: veer? well like let's describe veer to people because people are hearing this they're saying okay i know kevin owens uh, Elias for those of you who don't remember Elias was the gentleman he used to come out and play the guitar uh at the beginning of, of a lot of shows and uh you know we've described everybody how would you describe Veer so Veer is just he is um
0: he's just all jet black beard and jet black long hair and he's just got this wild appearance there is a movie about his life really What's it called? Mill: it's called Million Dollar Arm. He was oh, a baseball right. prospect. Wait, that's Veer? Yeah. That's Veer. No. Are you putting yes. me on right now? I am not putting you on. This is that's his life. So he now what? he never I'm made it. Look this he, up. I've never, never done made this on a past. Pod. I'm
2: gonna look up Veer.
0: Go right ahead. He never made he never made it past single A. So he got to single A, but he was the guy that was featured as a child in the movie. Uh, Million Dollar Arm which is a Disney film that you can see on Disney Plus not a sponsor Um,
1: (laughs) we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth
2: we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see We could not, but she did. And in the end. What will I become?
1: Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2.
2: Play it now with Game Pass.
0: But so he's (laughs) he's he's already. Just to clear up that
2: confusion. Wow. That's unbelievable.
0: So they, what they're doing with him, they're trying to kind of put him in that kind of Umaga mold. Yeah. And,
2: Umaga, another very similar character to Veer. Uh, Umaga famously. He kind of reminds
0: me a little bit of, uh, of Miro, who was Rusev in WWE. Veer fought uh, same Bobby kind of Lashley. intensity.
2: Fought Bobby Lashley at a WrestleMania. And in, in, um, in Umaga's corner was Vince McMahon. And in, in Bobby Lashley's corner. Well, we don't have to talk about that. No, nope. um, no, we don't. I definitely don't. Um, but you didn't write that segment, did you? No, you didn't. No, okay, I, that segment. I, pfft, hey, we'll get into that later. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things. I uh, There's a lot of Trump rumors. That one I had nothing to do with. Uh, there was another Good. one. Um, not in WWE, though. Um,
0: but by the way, can we just say the, the 45th president is de- definitely the worst stunner ever? Let's not let's not give that to Vince McMahon when we
2: can give it to 45, please. Mm. Worst stunner ever. Yeah, well, worst sell of a stunner. Well, we'll see what the my pillow guy can do in a couple of years. <laughs> um, so anyway, Veer comes in and uh, att- attacks uh, Ray Mysterio, destroys them. Because when Both you go Mysterios. into prison, what do they tell you? When you go to prison, yeah, you, you look around the smallest there. masked yes. man. <laughs> you find the smallest guy too afraid to show. To or, or, you find the smallest guy who chooses not to show his face, and you beat up him and his son and his kid you make sure there's a dad and a kid in that jail and you take them on you could probably pull that well if you got any if you go to disney world in florida you probably could pull that off in the old disney jail i um, mean veer
0: was veer was the best thing about that segment because it was a mess again not a sponsor was, Disney yeah, not a sponsor. was
2: <laughs> Um. (laughs) I
0: mean, you you had you had a a very quick squash match with Miz and Dominic Mysterio, where it was just basically a skull skull crushing finale and it was over. And then I liked Miz slinking out of the ring uh, as Veer approached. Yes. And then the Mysterios as the baby faces stood tall and then were both uh, completely decimated. Uh, By the way, uh, I missed Logan Paul. I never thought I'd say that in my life. My that gosh. segment needed some Logan Paul. <laughs> he was great. I My hate saying goodness. that so much. It it, it pains <sighs> me to say that, but he was fantastic at WrestleMania.
2: Hmm. Unbelievable.
0: He's a natural. He was, he was the, the non-athletes at he WrestleMania yeah. were yeah. all amazing. That's never happened before.
2: Well, yeah, we'll get to <laughs> keep listening. Anyone that's a casual fan, keep listening. Cause, uh, Johnny Knoxville made a very dotable uh, appearance at WrestleMania. that We'll get to in a little bit. And it it had everything.
0: Yeah. Right? Anyone who's a casual fan, <laughs> we have a lot for you today because there was a lot you of really? casual. There were a lot of casual things at WrestleMania that somehow miraculously worked really well. well some in some okay. cases, better than the trained professionals.
2: Yeah. That's the thing, though. And everyone goes, anyone, I'm not naming names, uh, these comedians in wrestling. Yeah. Tom, what's the most famous res- mainstream wrestling angle of all time? Uh, that would be Jerry Lawler versus... And who's that guy? Andy Kaufman. Would it? Okay, just checking. Just yeah. double-checking. Um, I had a feeling it would work. And also, as I said last time, uh, Johnny Axel's a guy that, uh, you know, nail guns his nuts just for fun. So we thought that was going to be uh, a decent one. Um, but... Um, that,
0: that didn't happen in the match, just to clarify. If you haven't watched it yet, don't go looking for it. Yeah, that spot's not in there.
2: Due to time. Um, time restriction. So, uh... The, the big the big thing, uh, Raw last night, a lot of kind of foreshadowing, a lot of recap. Um, we closed yeah, described
0: this. it as it was Raw WrestleMania, WrestleMania Raw victory lap. Yeah, the, the, basically the almost the whole show was just it. W- there was nothing really that heavy in it. No, nope. uh, but I, I felt that there were segments that didn't include any wrestling at all that didn't really further any stories that worked. I just, there were well, at least I a thought, couple promos that did.
2: Well, I'll go back and I'll say, I don't think we're done with Cody Sass. Anyway, uh, we, we close Monday Night Raw with uh, Roman Reigns uh, comes out and uh, to cut a promo, but uh, comes out with, uh, led by always, um, it's his, what's the term? He's not his advocate. He's his special counsel, right? Yes. So it's special a, counsel. He's a lawyer. Okay, sure. Not
0: to be confused with a lawyer.
2: Yes, the special counsel to Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, who in in real life, I like, great guy. Uh, Gave me lots of really good advice in real life. But the Paul Heyman character, my goodness. I mean, the Paul Heyman character is something else. I mean, like, if I were to describe Paul Heyman, uh, I'd say Paul Heyman's the guy at the start of a Three Stooges who says he's hired three highly skilled plumbers. You know, he's that kind of guy.
0: (laughs) I'd say Paul Heyman is the guy who wants to give you a weekend vacation to Florida if you'll sit through his timeshare sales pitch, which takes all weekend.
2: Yeah, I'd say Paul Heyman's the guy who sold Seth Rollins that suit. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, Roman Reigns uh, comes out to uh, cut a promo, and they kind of swerve everybody because it's the last segment, segment 16 of Monday Night Raw. And you wonder, do they have something else up their sleeve? You know, because as we'll get to in the WrestleMania uh, section of the show, and Julia will be joining us, um, you know, when Cody debuted and those lights went down, there were there were a lot of theories in that like 10 seconds. Right. Like we all were thinking someone different because it was different than sort of the Cody presentation at EW. So you're wondering what's going to happen uh, with Roman Reigns. And it was really cool, by the way. Uh, before we get to so he does he leaves on a cliffhanger by the way did you see the smackdown a couple weeks ago where paul Heyman says and i'll and i'll tell you the rest of this after this break and he goes like this with his hand and then went yes. to commercial how fucking <laughs> cool is that
0: well, that's great well <laughs> last so last night on raw and again this this speaks to the talent that paul Heyman has and just his his unique ability to nail a promo no matter what happens He is swinging one of the two title belts. Oh, gosh. Yes. That Roman Reigns has won at WrestleMania. And one of the title belts hits him square in the face. Oh. He took a a belt bump. Yeah. And he didn't even flinch. He didn't even stutter. Just keeps nailing that promo. (laughs) Just props to him. He's just an amazing, amazing performer.
2: No, he never stops. Yeah. He's, but no, I got to tell you that in that, um when I worked at w w e uh man, it was tough for me. I was going th- through personal stuff in my life, and uh Paul had my back that time and but he's like that in life too, is that he helps find ways to keep you go like he that's his thing it's just like you just keep going and um yeah, so when I saw that happen, I was like any other person would just be like, well you you too- <laughs> know I'm the next YouTube star, book me next year, but no um he, uh, he nailed it. And uh, let me ask you a quick question, Tom. Uh, since yeah. uh, Roman won both, both championships. First of all, Cody said belt. I just want to point that out. In uh, his that's promo. Just,
0: that's ri- that's uh, he old said WWE belt.
2: ring rust. So yeah. it could be. So he might. <laughs> it could be the shortest return of all time. He's got to hey.
0: put some of that contract in the, uh, in the old swear jar.
2: Nicely done. The old man would be proud. But you said belt. Um... <laughs> Here's your papers. Um, but here's my question. Now that um, Roman Reigns has two, we'll say it, belts, do you think when he walked through the curtain at WrestleMania, he, throw, he threw both of them at Vince, like Brock Lesnar in that clip? Do you know what I I'm mean, talking it, about? It,
0: yeah. For anyone who uh, that doesn't know
2: from WrestleMania 34, and it's WWE's own footage, so they know it. I think they might have put it out. I don't know uh, how they did they, got out. They
0: did with a, with a uh, beep. With, with anyway, a beep over the curse word.
2: What happened was, uh, back then, uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar uh, fought for the, the championship. Brock Lesnar won. Match, I guess, did not play out the way Brock wanted to. Brock's very passionate about wanting things to go well. He's a perfectionist. And walked through the curtain. <laughs> and as he's walking through the curtain, he being Brock, you're like, something, yeah. It's that sort of feeling like when... Um, a, a manager is about to get ejected from a baseball game, where you're like, "Uh oh!" Like that look in the eye, and throws the championship belt across the production, like the table in the gorilla position. The gorilla position is where they have all the TV monitors, controls, and everything. Throws it and hits Vince McMahon with the championship, and then as after Brock walks through, what can we hear? Asshole. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and and (laughs) you can timing if you watch that clip you can feel the palpable like the heat and the energy of that moment and it feels terrible (laughs) like it is a terrifying energy
2: i think i think vince yelling asshole made it a wonderful moment it was that's that's the comedic timing of that was unbelievable it was george steinbrenner and seinfeld that's what that was just 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 asshole <laughs> well and, I want. The, quite I frankly want the, i want the
0: asshole ringtone if if vince still didn't have work to do in gorilla he would have chased brock down yes. and probably tried to fight him.
2: who says you didn't? can
0: definitely feel that it, but well i mean he he doesn't leave the chair no. but i think that's mostly just a production thing where it's like i want to kill him but i gotta finish the next segment <laughs> And so so he was literally he was saved by saved by his own programming but that that is such a terrifying and hilarious moment it's it's like you you will laugh at it but it's a nervous laughter
2: Well, anyone look it up just like a vince mcmahon brock lesnar championship belt and like it's a great thing to me because like any other play like first of all those brock lesnar and vince mcmahon have worked together for what 20 20 years now 21 years yeah And so it's like I love that because like he doesn't really hurt anybody. Like He kind of throws it across. It like bounces over to Vince. So like if you were uh, as you know, my history teacher might have done once or twice when I was uh, before I turned it around in high school, kind of threw the test back at me when I got my grade. That's kind of how Brock throws the championship belt at Vince. But and Vince calls him asshole. And then that was it. No one went like no one got killed. No one went to the hospital. It was like. Yeah, I threw this shit at you. Yeah, I called you a monster and asshole. And then, oh, see, so at work tomorrow. <laughs> you know? And it's just like, I, that's what I love about it. But the best part of that clip is, um, so Ed Kosky is one of the most talented creative minds in the history of WWE. Um, I would say maybe the best room runner I've ever seen in TV, I would say. Going all the way back to, like, working as a production assistant. Makes everyone feel involved um he could do it all himself but like and sometimes he does um but well then, and,
0: and by the way i think i said this last week but a shockingly young man he's very that young. type of yeah I he's love, like got to be in his 40s right
2: yeah probably yeah, I mean, he's even. probably he reminds me of one of my cousins from like pennsylvania or virginia and he's from pennsylvania so like yeah but um, to, that, to
0: have that kind of confidence and and be able to run a room like he does that's amazing he's, he
2: that is amazing and um yeah he really is amazing um so, you know, that's keep that name in mind, because, I mean, WWE is a growing company and they have a film studio and everything. You might hear more. You might know Kosky one day, like as a household, like TV production film name. But um, cool as a cucumber, one of the fu- five funniest humans I've ever met in my life. Um, but what makes that clip for me is the genuine look of fear in his eyes <laughs> at the very end of that clip. Yeah, and that, that's and that had like, a very oh, mommy and
0: daddy are fighting
2: energy. Yes, to it. I was just going to say. That was dad just called mom the C word. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we're going to friendlies sort of like that sort of thing. But anyway, that's the funniest thing about that. Just see somebody who's just so together, just be like, huh? Um, If you want to catch Monday Night Raw, it's on every Monday night at eight on the USA Network. And if you want to see because they tease at the end of this segment with Roman Reigns, they're going to reveal what's next for Roman Reigns. This Friday on SmackDown. SmackDown airs Friday nights at 8 on Fox. That was the Raw Recap.
1: Raw Recap.
0: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is full of twists and turns, stress, changes, grief, moments of growth, and moments where we feel like we're taking a few steps back. And it's important to show up for yourself through all of the struggles that life can bring. BetterHelp Online Therapy is here for the twists and turns and will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. I myself have suffered from both PTSD and ADHD and can testify that matching yourself up with the correct therapist will be a lifesaver. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is a great way to show up for yourself and invest in your well-being because, well, you deserve some inner peace. Visit BetterHelp.com Turnbuckles. That's Better H-E-L-P and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Special offer for Turnbuckles listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com Turnbuckles.
2: For this part, we're going to bring back in uh, Julie. We're going to welcome her in for the first time. Hey, Julie, how are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm Julie Hardy and I'm sick.
2: Yeah, you're, you said that earlier. Medicine, I think, is kicking in. Well, thank you for listening to the Turnbuckles podcast. Um, thank you. And please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. And we already have some reviews coming in this week. Uh, Tom, you want to take us away on the first one? All right. A five-star review from
0: Kate Bits. Thank you so much, Kate Bits. Uh, five star review. These three hosts, no wrestling and comedy, and they're super funny. If you love wrestling, you need—that's all capitals—need their stories and expertise. Turnbuckles is essential for comedy fans and cool people of all types, and I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much, Kate Bits. Got another
2: review, too. What's well, a five star. So cool. It's good. Okay, uh, this one comes from uh, La Labrix. Could be LeBron's nickname this year. Womp womp. All right. Um, Wow. I cannot tell you how refreshing it is to have a female perspective on the WWE. As a female identifying person, I don't always see space for myself in this fandom. But listening to Julie's perspective was refreshing. We'll for sure be listening to more and want to hear all of Julie's takes. The guys are super knowledgeable and Tommy is definitely charming too excited for more episodes and that's the end of it
1: <laughs> <laughs> my mom wrote that review she, yeah, she's a big sure fan she did. she's a big fan yeah anyway. john, it's it's a
0: compliment you're on the show no it's fine you're not in the review my,
1: but my mom just on doesn't the show. like you that much john i'm sorry <laughs> The real world
0: version of that review was the last time I hosted a show in the before times stand uh, during, up show, <laughs> you know, before that little pandemic thing, Don't um, recall. I hosted sure. a stand up comedy show and after the show, and I felt like I did a, a decent job. Yeoman like work is the hosting gig. But uh, after the show, uh, an audience member uh, approached me and uh, she was very enthusiastic and said, hey, you are great. It's a shame they don't let you look, do comedy like everyone else. And I realized that it was a compliment, but, man, it didn't feel like one. That that
1: uh, was also all. my mom. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say.
2: Man. Um, I didn't... Mom's yeah, brutal. Well, it, it evens out, though. Uh, I, I got a real-life review. Straight from the person.
1: My, so mo- I, my mom? Uh, Did my no, mom call well, you, too?
2: No. Um... I, I would have been more frightened. Um, so uh, we did the show last week. And um, do you guys know about subtweeting? Do you know what subtweeting is? Yes. Yes. So subtweeting, for anyone who doesn't know, it's when someone kind of uh, insults you, but they don't tag you in the tweet. Because, um, you know, whatever. Um, so uh, I'm going through on my uh, Twitter. And uh, there's someone I know. I, they subtweet me and they say something about the show. Now, here's here's essentially what they say. The, they say that um, oh, no that that I took credit for some work that I did not do. Um, and oh, I got this text. Y- oh, yeah. And so they OK, so here's <laughs> the thing. They said I, I took some credit for some some work I did not do. And I uh, said such as and then the tweet got deleted. So then my whole day, I'm thinking, well, what's this all about? Because I, I don't want to take credit for, uh, frankly, most of the work I have done, you know. So um, I'm thinking, what could this possibly be? So then I get a message from this person and um, they say, well, this is what I think you took credit for. And, and they were if, if I said that, in fact, they would be right. I would be taking credit for st- stuff I didn't do. So I say, OK, well, and why don't we were going to have a phone call about it in, as it, like adults. And I'm like, well, we're already on Twitter. So we're that train has gone off the rails. Um, but um, we uh, I go back. I listen to our entire podcast from last week. Um, then I go back and I listen to every interview I've ever done about anything like over the past year. Uh, talks about late night, talking about stand-up, talking about the the time at WWE, and I, I I don't have any. So I find, I send the podcast, I say, hey, look, this is where I talk about this thing. I think you'll hear whatever. And then um, I send the link to another thing, and I say, also right here, I make this very clear, whatever. And to this person's credit, they wrote back a very nice response, and they apologize, which not everyone apologizes. Believe me, I know that. Um, uh, not everyone apologizes. They do I say, I'm sorry. It's my mistake. Uh, sorry for any undue stress. This has caused you. I hope you have a very nice weekend. And, um, sure. And same to them. And in a way I was kind of sad that we didn't talk on the phone. Cause it, it would been nice to catch up, uh, you know, with an old colleague. Um, here's what I'll say though, is that if, if ever, if anything I do, you hear me say t- something that's not, I You think I took credit for your thing? Um, Send it to me with the time codes in it. That's all I ask. Send it to me with the time codes in it. Uh, Because if anybody else uh, makes me go back and listen to my own dumb nasally voice for 90 minutes, I will kill you! (laughs) And that's all the time we have for listener reviews.
1: But wait, am I not allowed to to comment? No, no comments from the. No come back. Crowd? Come back. Say something. Okay. Come back. Okay. Okay. So, like, to play devil's advocate, to play devil's advocate. Yes. Are we allowed to play devil's advocate? There was, there was a an incredibly wise human being who once told me at WWE when I was there, at the WWE, as per the reviewers wrote, <laughs> my, my mom wrote, uh, who, who, uh, was really, really kind and gave you some really good advice, which is you don't say I, you say we, and I think we as writers, we all live by that standpoint. It's not, uh, sure. it's not, I do this, it's, we do this. And at WWE, that's a that's a big code of honor. Like, I I respect that and I get that. The only time (laughs) I know for me personally, when I say I is that it is it's when I do something really, really bad because I uh, I don't want anyone else to take the heat for my really shitty idea. So, I mean, I get it and and I understand it to to keep that that code of honor. By the
0: way, whoever that kind person was who gave you that advice I really, in, in my heart of hearts, I really hope it was Michael Hayes. Well, the important thing to come out of this segment with
2: is you can't say WWE without we. Hmm. It's true! Well, that's true. I like that. There, I like that. Go. And that's it for listener reviews. Thank you. So Vince McMahon took a stunner uh, from Stone Cold Steve Austin and WrestleMania. And shout out to the amazing production staff. At WWE, second to none, right, Julie?
1: They're really um, amazing. They are.
2: That that wasn't a delay. That's just that's a sinus infection. <laughs> um, a but uh, they, if you watch Monday Night Ride, you go, "Oh, it's stunner." But if you go around Twitter, yeah, things went a little kind of sideways. I guess if I could describe it to you, just go look it up. But it was kind of like if you uh we're doing tai chi in the park after dropping some acid on the subway sort of i guess yeah i'm gonna remix the
0: classic 90s r&b song bump and grind because uh his mind was telling him yes but Mm -hmm. his body his body was (laughs) telling him no i can't top
2: (laughs) i can't top that uh but man but hey how cool is it though that I mean, so there's this, so Stone Cold Steve Austin is the center and Vince McMahon. Uh, the timing was a little bit off and, um, but Vince did not, he doesn't give up. He went for it and he got it. Um, but man. Well,
0: and this was after Vince's grueling yes, match
2: with Pat McAfee. He fought a for, he fought a football player. So everyone's making yep. fun of Vince McMahon. Okay. You go fight a football player and then take a stunner. How's that going to work out? In dress pants, no less. In dress pants. <laughs> unless you're unless you're an NBA referee, you got no right to speak. Um, but anyway, let's go through. So, Julie, you were sick all weekend. I know, like, I have not sick. seen it.
1: Yes, I have not seen WrestleMania. I've only seen things on Twitter.
2: Yeah, it kind of feels like that's how a lot of people who review it <laughs> are. Uh, it kind of goes for anything, I would say um but um anyway let's like but so we're kind of telling you about it so okay so we don't have time to go through everything first of all an amazing wrestlemania tom can you agree
0: this is one of the best ones i've seen in years it was really really great and the the only negatives one was an injury to rick boogs who it just breaks my heart that guy is a superstar in the making and he was just about to go over huge great gimmick super charismatic super strong and they did a spot where both Uso brothers jumped on his back, and he was just going to kind of slam them both at the same time, but his knee gave out. And yeah. Boogs is such a strong guy, but I think that they kind of, I mean, the the Usos are deceptively big guys. They're Rikishi's kids, so they're big fellas, and they're not, you know, they're not, 250 plus but each of them is probably 225 so just to
2: remind everybody rikishi was everybody who's with uh too cool back in the attitude era used to give the big stink face at the end of matches so a very large guy uh his kids uh and training the, the wrestlers
0: of the future out here in la
2: we'd like to we'd love to you you have some contacts with uh mr rikishi correct we're hoping to talk
0: to to junior fatu I in would, the near future i'm uh i'm I working would, on it
2: i would love to uh but hey i'll put it out there. Um, I'd love to talk to Rick Boogs, uh, just because such an interesting dude, an amazing guitar player, uh, in addition to wrestler. For those who don't know, I'll describe him to you real quick. He's kind of, kind of strongman slash Freddie Mercury, sort of a really, really cool superstar. Boy, what a bomber! But I'd love well, to have well, Rick. Boogs he on. is coming
1: back
0: from an injury that both Triple H and Mr. Yeah. McMahon have come back from. That's right. So and you know his recovery is hopefully uh, going to happen sooner than later, and we'll see him hopefully in about a year's time better and and uh stronger for it uh but he's he's definitely a guy he's right there as far as superstars of the future he's he's on the cusp and julie he, we'll let me, let me
2: ask yet. you this what do you think of this idea would it be fun to have rick boogs come on and and break down who's the baby face and who's the heel in some music feuds one day <laughs>
1: yeah i would I no would be, seriously i would be into it
2: because i mean you would probably you know the you know that more than i do would you do you think you could do you think you could come up with a few like a yeah
1: yeah absolutely what's the
2: most what's the most famous like katy perry taylor swift
1: uh well what about katy perry kanye west oh i'm sorry no, so i'm Katie sorry perry. i'm sorry taylor swift kanye west guys i am really struggling today jesus i'm normally so good at this
2: yeah. Well, if you say Kanye West anybody, That's I'm going to go, oh yeah, definitely. That's true. Queen Elizabeth Kanye West, forgot about <laughs> that one. Um, but uh, I think that'd yeah, be really just fun. That out there.
1: I think that would yeah, be really be fun. fun. I would love to we'll see that. what happens.
2: Uh, I mean, right
1: I just, within
0: the same band you have uh, in, in in or the same faction if you will. Yeah. Uh, in Kiss, Paul Stanley, Babyface, and Gene Simmons, Heel, Mega
2: Heel. Mm, but they somehow make it work. Yes, so. they do uh anyway that'd be fun we'd like to do that with somebody sometime but i wanted like rick boog just seemed like such a cool guy but uh um, i would actually like that well, i rick. think there
1: are a lot of things i would like actually that's uh, side note great segment uh, down the road would really like to do like real life pop culture yes. we decide who's the heel and who's the baby face when things happen because <laughs> a lot of a lot of things in current pop culture you could say is who was the heel and who's the baby face i think there's a lot of uh, this is a great game john
2: Thank, that's that's awesome, Julie, and um, I'm glad we came up with it. <laughs> Life's a work, brother. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Julie's right. I'm sorry if I made anyone mad. Um, so um, then we go on to uh, Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin. Tom, you didn't want to talk about this one. I just want to say that basically Drew, Drew McIntyre wins. For anyone that needs a visual for this one, just imagine if a guy from uh medieval times beat the shit out of mike love from the beach boys that's this match that's all it is Um, Well, and
0: and also to be fair the match had to go longer because the first match had a severe injury early on and they did a good job they were pressed for time yeah they had to go a little longer i mean baron corbin is a guy that or happy corbin now he's a guy that the wwe has given so much mike time to a record setting amount of gimmicks. I mean, he has like been Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royal winner. I like he happy. was the King of the Ring. He was Baron Corbin. He was bum ass Corbin. And now he's yep. Happy Corbin. And I'm happy and too. It's, they have given him so many different gimmicks and somehow he has managed to make, with, by the way, athletic skill. The guy's got skill in the ring. He has made none of these gimmicks work and none of them stick. And he has had not one, but two. And think about this wording when I say it two undefeated gimmicks how is that even possible and it's just because of the first name he was undefeated as baron corbin and now he's undefeated as happy corbin and thank god that's over thanks to this match so they put uh drew mcintyre over because that was the only thing to do and uh hopefully drew can move on to bigger and better things than this mid-card fuel of sh- the mid-card feud of shame
2: well, I'm really glad we got through that match. You had nothing to say about Tom. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, so, oh, this one was a classic. Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch. Uh, Julie, have you heard about this one yet?
1: I I heard about Bianca Belair's entrance, which I heard was freaking awesome. I heard that an HBCU band came out. Yeah. And it it was, was it was phenomenal. It was really good. And I love, I think
0: it was Texas Southern university, Texas
1: Southern university. And I love that is my favorite part of WWE is when they take really cool things in life and add them into their shows, particularly their pay-per-views. Like I want to see more of that. That is so cool. They spotlighted an amazing, awesome I, I love when the I, I heard Sasha Banks also came out in a car, too. I think that was a thing that happened as well. I just
0: a fluorescent car to match her her tag team partners opening. I
1: love things like that. I think we need to do yep. more things like that.
0: Anyways. Yeah. Well, and, and Becky Lynch's intro was a Marvel Cinematic Universe themed intro which that spoke to me. I'm a member of several different fan communities and uh, Marvel is definitely one yeah. of them. And to see that opening with uh, with the big time backs, her presentation was amazing. She too came out in a car uh, and she had her big old glasses on. And then when she took off her glasses, she revealed makeup that I can only describe as like an anime character come to life. It was just this really, really uh, intense Fluorescent, kind of orangey red, and it made her look so badass. And it matched the crazy hair, what they did with her hair after uh, Bianca cut it. This match, just on presentation alone, two of the best entrances I've ever seen in WrestleMania. And then the match itself, one of the best matches I have ever seen. I'm not going to bog it down with uh, the sexes. It's one of the best matches mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Amazing from beginning to end.
2: Period. One of the best matches, I mean, well, there's two different levels. There's man, there's then there's WrestleMania matches, and in both, uh, it's for me as a kid, you know, that generation. WrestleMania means more. Wow, I mean, just
0: back to back Grand Slams, just w- ridiculous. Give us right? a
2: couple. Like, what were the? Just what What do you think made it? What do you think it was? What were the keys? So
0: I've watched it twice, and I. Each time I was invested in it, it didn't have like a macho man, Randy Savage, um, uh, Ricky Steamboat level of false finishes, but it was close. There were a lot mm-hmm. of quick, fit, you know, there was a lot of pinning combinations and very, very close calls. Um, the thing that really added to it was, I mean, Bianca legitimately got hurt. Um, mm-hmm. So there was a spot that uh, Becky was doing this crazy rolling kick off the top and she nailed Becky right in the eye. And Becky's eye began to close towards the end of the match. And as much as that's not something that was planned to happen, it added to it. It made it feel real. And both performers were so uniquely invested in their character and in the performance and in the weight of that match. They just executed it so brilliantly. Uh, I, I, I mean, each time I watched it, it was like I, I watched it for the first time. And I loved that match, and it has definitely snuck into my top ten WrestleMania matches because it was it was the best of the weekend, and uh, I they they literally did nothing wrong.
2: I'm gonna say for me top five. Thought it was fantastic. Oh
1: and wow! If I had to
2: describe Becky's if I had to describe Becky's look, I would say you know what it reminded me of uh, David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it was really and, intense. man And speaking of Stardust, segue son. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Seth Rollins versus. Uh, that that was thank you, Joe. Was that a cough or a laugh? I counted. It was a cough. I, I counted as a laugh. It was a response. There was something emitting from the body. Um so, um Seth Rollins is out and they tease this thing great cuz Seth Rollins is facing a mystery opponent as chosen by Mr. McMahon. And dude, I got ner- like I started to get anxious because of how long it played out. This is in uh AT&T Stadium, right? Dallas. That's yep. the name of it, right? Now it's- Probably should have looked it up, but nah, we're gonna roll with it. Um, The Jones Dome, the Jones Dome, and so there—it's this giant stadium, this football stadium where the Dallas Cowboys play, and it's just like nothing happens. And we're, and then all of a sudden, you feel like you're Seth. Like, who's this going to be? And then in the back of your head, coming from like you know certain things that happened in nineteen ninety-seven, you're like, is does Seth not know this? Like, you're starting to think, like, is Seth getting played here too? And then the lights go out and Tom, you had an interesting theory. Do you want to tell people your theory?
0: So as, uh, after undertaker's hall of fame speech, where he left that door cracked a little bit open, I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, it's undertaker. I, I was convinced and because I, it just seemed, it seemed like it would be the perfect thing for him to do a squash match. There's no way Seth doesn't agree to that. And, but I, I was a little disappointed because I was so convinced and I was thinking, oh, man, but Seth could have a really good match with somebody, and it's going to be an Undertaker squash, which is fine. We'll all enjoy it, but... And then it wasn't. No. <laughs> and the, so, by the way, the lights coming down, also part of his AEW presentation. That's right. So it's not like they did the lights gimmick so that they could tease Undertaker or tease Bray Wyatt. But they, they let They did let it the because fans... it was legitimately... Yeah, they let it hang yeah. in the air for mm-hmm. a bit, mm-hmm. and then Cody's voice came over the loudspeaker, Ugh. and they did... And they did the whole intro with the Cody Vader. Um, Just incredible. And the second best match of the weekend. Just Mm -hmm. an astounding performance from two guys who didn't have a feud to speak of before the minute they stepped in the ring with each other. And that is so incredible.
2: Two things impressive to me are that it was the, we all thought there was going to be some, you know, the fans all try to say, oh, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. And we all had our old dumb theories, but like, uh, they just did it. And, the, and it worked, and everyone loved it. So the balls to basically say, I, we're going to do this, and then you do it, and everyone still goes crazy. Awesome. And then the other thing, um, hope they don't mind the reveal. I think it's public knowledge, but um, in real life, uh, Seth and Becky, uh, happily married and uh, with a child, and boy, what a proud weekend to look at back on someday for mom and dad, right? Unreal. Just for back-to-back matches, right? Of just stealing the show.
0: Well, and and I think it's fair to point out both uh, women's title matches were wrestled with one performer who's had a child within the last two years. That's right.
2: Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair.
0: Just outstanding.
2: Just uh, and, and
0: again, the, the golden couple. I, I trash Seth's character a lot because I still I, because I think he's better. Let's put it that way. I really think that Seth, his performance in the ring is so good. And that's why I'm so confused by the presentation during promos and stu- such. But he's actually he's a better character during matches than he is with a microphone. But because you can hear him talking trash and he's great in the ring. And that's so as much as I trash his promo style and what he's doing with his character, man, he's one of the best working ever. And definitely one of the best working today. And no one else could have had that type of match with Cody
2: right off the bat. So what have you heard so far about Stone Cold and Kevin Owens, Julie?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, just mostly that uh, uh, people are really happy to see Stone Cold do a last match. That's mostly the sentiment that I got. And that it, it, fulfilled, it fulfilled their, their dreams.
2: What I loved about it was it did not start out pretty. Is that fair to say, Tom? It, it was, I, I
0: think that's more than fair to say. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a little
2: slow. And you almost started to think, uh-oh, like, you know, do we need to go get one of the tuba players from the marching band to follow these guys? <laughs> and, uh, but no, then they pick it up. And that's what I loved about it was that it, like, they didn't give up. They went almost 14 minutes, uh, which is a long time. And for, you know you know for a a mainstream wrestling match you know was a lot you get in in a minute they went all over the arena um and it felt like with every minute steve austin got better right like it was just like oh definitely he was getting the the muscle memory kicked in yeah as the match went on it was like oh god we're going back in time and there's this uh i urge everybody to go look it up it's on peacock um i call it the uh i call it the uh the winged rainbow. That's my new nickname for for Peacock. Um, but go check it out on Peacock. There's this, when they go up on the stage, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kevin Owens, I won't tell you how they get there, but it's a really interesting way. And they do a lot of action up there. It's just great. Right. I mean, there are just some, some images that were just like, this is a special, awesome, amazing thing.
0: It's interesting to see the, the chatter from the internet wrestling community. Everybody's universally positive about this match. Which I didn't expect, given that it wasn't the crispest, cleanest match I've ever seen in my life. Um, So, Stone Cold Steve Austin's fifty-seven years old. He has not wrestled in nineteen years, Mm. and all of that was made very clear. At all, Um, like when he came out. So, Stone Cold is a really big guy, Um, and we—I don't think you realize how big he was back in the day, because when he stepped out, he looked svelte. He definitely looked thinner. Um, he's, and he, so he came out, he was in shape. Um, I think at the beginning of the match, the reason it looked so sloppy is because, and again, this is a testament to how great Stone Cold Steve Austin was in his heyday. Those kicks back in the day, the, the stomp in a mud hole, the level of intensity that he used to just lay those in with was incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. Like just a beyond. And, and so him doing that now, with two bad knees at almost 60, didn't look the same. So when he moved away from those type of spots and they started doing more hardcore stuff outside, which, by the way, I did not expect at all. I didn't expect a guy who, with a repaired broken neck to be taking bumps on concrete at 57. And he does. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It ended up being a lot of fun. And everybody got there, you know, the 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 beer toast at the end. And it, we we all got, again, it's... It's nothing anyone didn't expect as far as how it was going to end. We all knew there was going to be some kind of physicality and it was going to end in a stunner and beer. Uh, But how they got there was pretty interesting and fun.
2: Yeah. And so fun. And also uh, just an amazing moment for Kevin Owens, someone who's about my age and, um, you know, grew up watching Stone Cold. Wow. What an amazing thing that uh, must have been. I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody
0: happier to be punched in the face with some pretty i mean there were some potatoes being thrown in that match there were some live rounds i mean there was definitely some some stuff that looked worked but there were some punches that were landing for real i don't think i've seen anybody getting pummeled with a happier face than kevin owens he he looked so happy to be there and in a top spot like that it, good for him for resigning and getting that moment
2: yeah good for him uh that was uh really really cool i'm gonna let you take this one tom uh Johnny Knoxville from Jackass versus Sami Zayn. And uh, just tell us a few of the things that happened in this one. Don't spoil it for people. Because no, it's basically I like mean, watching a live Jackass movie. Is that right? Which is always amazing.
0: Um, I mean, not as intense. I'd say it's more like a live Wile e. Coyote Roadrunner Looney Tunes. Um, There was a lot of silliness. There's amazing a lot of... silliness. Yeah. It, you know what? I was not looking forward to the match. And I ended up I watched it with <laughs> I watched it with my eight year old son who was laughing at every spot (laughs) Good for him. and that kind of infectious energy. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been watching wrestling my whole life and I have a little hardened opinion as far as what I like and what I don't like. And this is the type of match I typically don't like. I enjoyed it. They won me over and Johnny Knoxville, that guy will do anything uh, to nail a spot. And he, he didn't look bad in the ring. Uh, Much like all the celebrities in the weekend, everybody looked good. Uh, I was, I was, I laughed. I'll, I'll put it that way. I laughed and it wasn't a stinker. It was a fun way to spend uh, the 20 or so minutes that they were in there. Can I, Check ask a, it out. can I ask a question? Oh, sorry.
1: Did you guys grow up watching Jackass?
2: I did.
0: <laughs> yes. I wouldn't say grow up because I was already probably in my 20s,
2: but yes. You regressed watching Jackass. I think we all did as yeah. a society. What, was but that uh, on for MTV? Bat, for the better. Yes, it, it was. was back TV. to back with Tom Green. Oh. <laughs> yeah. They were, they amazing. were like
0: the, um, it was Beavis and Butthead and then Jackass. It was like that, there, there was, that was the next phenomenon that came up. Cause it was, it wasn't enough to have cartoon characters, uh, you know, murdering each other on screen. It had to have been real people doing it, Those but it was, it was the biggest thing in the world for a mm-hmm. while. Beavis
1: and Butthead, Jackass, the Simpsons, and actually WWE were all banned in my household growing up
2: really you know interestingly enough the simpsons was also banned but not wwe so there you go yeah
1: uh, i had to i had to sneak <laughs> watching any of those if i wanted to
2: i could i so to sum up i couldn't watch you know lisa talk to paul mccartney but i could watch may young give birth to a hand a little foreshadowing if you end up watching the johnny knoxville sammy Zayn match <laughs> But to go back to that spot, uh, shout out to uh, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry, who had the tweet of the night on that one. Or I think a a quote tweet was really, really funny. So go look that up, too. Then we got, as we talked about earlier, Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. And, Tom, I'm just going to say you were not as big on Pat McAfee. How do you feel now? Totally won over another celebrity working a
0: match and looking like a legit wrestler full time.
2: Like just to see someone have so much fun and just such a dream. And also Austin theory, first WrestleMania gotten over so quick. Here's my question for you. Julie, what have you heard about this match? First of all,
1: Uh, I think that was where uh, Mr. McMahon came in, right? Yes. Yeah. And
2: did a night. Yeah. The way they got to it is really interesting too.
1: Yeah. That's the only thing I, I actually didn't hear anything about McAfee and Theory, everyone was waiting for Mr. McMahon. That's what I've heard.
2: Here's what I want to say, though. Like, isn't it more comfortable to just wear a tank top with your work pants? I'm just putting that out there for the dress code. Everyone Hard to Stanford, put a tie on that, though. Everyone in Stanford, all, those, all the writers work their butts off and, and, and think of everything. And those guys, to put this WrestleMania together, they work their fingers to the bone to get this to be one of the best WrestleManias of all time, all while wearing suits yes and or heels right
1: correct 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 yep
2: you dress like you're in Mad Men.
1: so man maybe
2: just as a, can you just as a reward like just may, maybe relax a little bit they did such a good job this weekend you know can they just wear corduroys and like a you know i don't know just like a. how about
0: th- how about this every friday is dressed like baron corbin day
2: there you go I like it. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. Happy Corbin. Don't happy, dress like Baron Corbin.
2: Happy Corbin. Um, why not? I'm telling you, give it a shot. Um, I think they deserve it. I think they deserve I mean, just think of what, think of what you could do if you were just in, in just the regular. I'm not saying you have to wear like cut jeans and stuff. I don't
0: know. How's the air conditioning in Stanford?
2: Oh, it's really, it's great. The building's great. It it's is. Just that wearing, that's, all,
0: that's all that matters to me. I, just I'm, your, I'm comfortable in a suit as long as the air is on. What are
1: we I'm wearing, just thinking about
2: the right... Sorry Julie, go
1: ahead. During the pandemic, uh we were at the performance center and that was that was rough because as you go on in Orlando in June, July, what? and August, Ugh. you are working out of a warehouse essentially and the air conditioning situation is pretty much not existent and it was it was hot. It was really yeah, hot
0: anyone who's never been to Orlando uh, Orlando is not even Miami heat Orlando is landlocked middle of Florida nasty disgusting gross cockroach style of heat it's the worst and, it's, and, and it only gets worse as the summer goes on so
2: that's I don't is, know uh, I, just, I, just think, I, I just think that if you're writing a thing where a big fucking hand knocks down an adult I don't think you should have to wear a suit to write that that's just my opinion <laughs>
1: can't
2: laugh and cough. Well, you are. I'm just saying. Can they just think about that? Um, We love Stephanie McMahon, right, Julie? Dating back to our Fallon days. Such a cool person. Yes. If anyone could get this to Stephanie McMahon, just for the love, just, you know, if there comes a time where Vince, I'll put it to you this way. When Vince says, I did so well the other night, I'm going back to wrestling full time. Steph, here's the keys. Man, let the writers dress like writers. You know, that's all I'm saying. It's just, well, it's, by the way, you, the, Stephanie McMahon totally
0: nailing her dad's look when she introduced Gable Stevenson. Oh, the Gable, voice Gable in Stevenson. The intro.
2: Yeah. She so had the cool.
0: powder blue uh, suit yeah. that all it needed was the little, mar- like the maroon WWF <laughs> crest on the pocket. But, now, well, but that let's, was let's definitely an here. homage to her dad.
2: Nailing it in a cool way. Like she's not, yeah. like, in a Stephanie McMahon way uh anyway that's just that's gonna be my thing julie that's how i'm gonna get back for the hole i've dug myself into with some of our old colleagues i'm gonna put this on the record let them uh get rid of the ties just start with the ties and see what happens
1: what about for the ladies for the ladies it would be heels
2: get rid of the heels you already got heels you already got because ah, it's too confusing. Ah, that it's too took confusing. A second, but I got Do you ever it. think of that? It is confusing. It's too confusing. It is confusing. You can only have one kind of heel, no more. So it's flats. So that's what I'm going to say. That's how I'm going to try. That's that's my apology, and I'm going to make that my cause on the show from now on. I'm going to say to anyone from WWE who has any power, no more ties, and let the let the ladies wear flats.
0: Can you imagine Vince McMahon walking through the office and seeing someone like wearing fluffy slippers?
2: No, I'm no, I don't want fluffy slippers. None <laughs> of that nonsense. I notice nonsense and I wouldn't want nonsense. Ug boots. But I'm just saying just saying, like, you know, dress like an adult. But you don't have to dress like you're Don Draper. Or sorry, Dick Whitman.
1: Dick Whitman. Another
2: guy with another guy with two gimmicks.
1: Whit- um, that's
2: true.
0: And then we I have, have an eight year I have an eight year old son, and when you have an eight year old son, uh, that's how you dress no matter what age you oh, are. I thought you were going to say when you have like an eight-year-old t-
2: son, you can't say Dick Whitman. But anyway, um, we have Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Uh, and um, an unfortunate thing happens here. Um, uh, Roman, uh, boy, what an injury. To some of those pictures. I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen an official report, but I was watching it, and you and I saw it in stills, Tom. Oof. It, it must have
0: been it must have been a temporary thing because they haven't announced anything. And I mean, you would think that if it was a severe enough injury that they would have had to do some kind of title drop and tournament announcement or something. No, but he, Roman Reigns he just showed
2: up. Tough, tough dude. For those of for those just, fi- just getting into wrestling um, was 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 fortunate. This did happen. I'm not lying about this. And this is a personal experience from my personal life. Uh, I met Roman Reigns uh, in Florida one time. Down there, working somewhere else. Very nice guy. Uh, he's a leukemia survivor. Yes, yeah. Uh, he's a COVID survivor. Yeah. This is my one of my favorite things I ever saw in wrestling was when Roman Reigns went into the crowd and put his put a, a COVID mask on and went in and beat some kick some <laughs> ass. That was that was great shit right there. Like I was like man. Like, I just wanted to send that to anybody that's like, you know, why do I have to wear a mask? This guy just put on a mask in the middle of a wrestling match to go into the crowd and kept on killing it. Uh, Well, and the run he's on, by the way, the only
0: thing I can compare it to just because structurally it feels similar. And I think the talent level is similar. The 2003 run that The Rock had when he came back as the mm-hmm. Hollywood heel yeah. and had that uh, Hogan rock too, their second match together, but the first match, it was kind of a shift where Hogan came in as the heel rock was the baby face. And then that switched over by the end, their second match together. Rock was the clear heel. He had just come back from Hollywood. They changed his entrance where it was slower and the music was different. And he had that big Hollywood uh, opening. That's the run that Roman's on right now. That, that when, when he talks about God mode, he's in it. That dude is killing everything that he does. I mean, the fact that he closed Raw with a promo, Mm -hmm. no physicality, and it wasn't a letdown. The guy's great on the mic. He's unbelievably great in the ring. He's been responsible for some of the best matches I've seen over the last couple years. I can't think of anybody else right now that is worthy of carrying the titles. I mean, it's just an amazing run that the guy's on, and it's a pleasure to watch. And it feels very much like his cousin's run from... For, you know, his last full run in the WWE.
2: I, and credit, of course, to the great Brock Lesnar.
1: Yes. For working
2: ahead. Julie?
1: I just wanted to, I didn't get a chance to work with Roman Reigns that much while mm-hmm. I was there, because he was on SmackDown when I was there. But I heard really lovely things about him.
2: Yeah, great guy. And, but it's interesting, time <laughs> you brought up uh, The Rock, because there's a relationship there between Roman Reigns and The Rock, and uh, there's been a lot of uh, speculation about Cousins. what might happen next year at wrestlemania 39 two nights sofi stadium in los angeles oh, first weekend of april uh, well and i never thought
0: i'd say this but can the rock match roman reigns if they wrestle i mean if they have that match can he bring it to roman's level right now i, I mean i i'm not sure the rock's Closer to my age than he is to uh, to Romans, I say. Uh, but by the way, has anybody ever been more gifted than Roman Reigns? As far like he's got the family lineage; he's the uh, part of the Anawai family. Which, by the way, I learned while I was in Hawaii uh, that <laughs> I was on vacation last week with my wife for our tenth anniversary, and uh, I had to record Turnbuckles episode one while I was there. And uh, we're back home, and. Uh, Still married. So that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, so while I was out there, I found out that when you see traditional Hawaiian like luau entertainment, when you see fire, that's not Hawaiian. That's Samoan. Huh. So they kind of borrowed that from their Samoan cousins, which they, the, the islanders are all, they all call each other cousins. So the, the, uh, the Hawaiians uh, kind of borrowed the fire from, um, from Samoa And they borrowed the drums, which traditional Hawaiian music does not feature drums a lot. That's from Tahiti. But uh, Hmm. so Roman Reigns is part of that proud Anoa'i tradition. His father is Sika, who was part of the Wild Samoans. Hmm. So his dad was an all-time great wrestler. He comes into the business. He wanted to be, I think he wanted to be a pro football player. And then, you know, wrestling came calling because he's just, he's got all the tools. He's massive. He came back after leukemia. In better shape than when he left, which is just astounding. And yep. he just puts on great match after great match. And I think Paul Heyman's influence, he doesn't flood promos. That guy nails his promos. He doesn't garble his promos, he doesn't stutter, he doesn't stop. And during matches, especially during like dark matches that aren't televised, he loves talking trash with fans. He's quick, he's funny. <laughs> the guy's got it all. It's cra- it's it's almost off-putting.
2: By the way, check out a, go to a SmackDown live event too. By the way, because uh, Mister Hammond gets involved in some of the action yeah. when the cameras go off, and yeah. uh, and it is really entertaining. I don't know if anyone's been checking it out, but. Uh, Anyway, in addition to that, go to the SoFi Stadium website, go to WWE.com, check out uh, all the updates for ticket availability for WrestleMania 39 and see if it's cousin versus cousin. Talk about Thanksgiving. Well, there you go. That's our WrestleMania recap. If you have any
0: questions, comments or concerns to voice to us, the hosts of Turnbuckles, please email us at turnbucklespod at gmail.com and follow us at turnbucklespod.com. On Instagram.
2: All right, well, that wraps it up for this uh, week's episode of Turnbuckles. I'm John Reinman. I'm Tommy Rico. I'm Julie Harrison Hardy, and I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Please uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We will be very happy if you do that. That was perfect, John. Be- Thank you. It's about learning, and I can learn. And I'm sorry if I was wrong in that way, because Tom... As you pointed out, you can't say WWE without we. There you go. I think we did it. That's their new slogan. I love it. Thank you all very much.
1: Thanks.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old.